Hello and welcome to All The Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. I'm Owen. And together we are three friends who talk Essex cricket and this is the final podcast of the season. Um, good to see you guys. It seems like only days ago. I think it actually was only days ago since I last saw you. Um, so that's it. We're done. It's all over over. How we feel. Sad times, you know. <laughs> we always say this, it, it comes and goes. Well, no, I've got it all bound, bound round the wrong way there. <laughs> it goes as quickly as it comes, is what I'm trying to say. It certainly does. It feels like it's it's gone far too quickly. Um I think I'm I'm gonna be a bit bereft for the next few months and not seeing my guys every couple of weeks. Yeah, it'd be a shame, isn't it? It's um one of these things when you when you're playing cricket in the cold you're like oh let's get the season done with when it's like end of the season like oh you know it's still sunshiny get one more week out so yeah yeah but it wasn't sunshiny this morning this morning um at whatever time it was i was in my car stupid o'clock i think it was about 10 past six and uh i got an ice warning careful ice on the roads it was four degrees so i think we've just basically skipped autumn it's gone straight from summer to winter. There you go. That's English weather for you. Um, and the end of the season. So, um, well, we went out with a bang, didn't we? Yeah, it's an exciting match. Yeah. Luckily, I yeah. put the YouTube live stream on just as T came on. So, you know, it only took quite a few balls for Harmer to uh, finish the game off. Yeah. Can't be disappointed with that, to be fair. Um, would have preferred a slightly bigger margin but I'm not going to complain 47 runs I'll, I'll take that so um, let's, uh, let's have a wee look in terms of um, who impressed us today I mean who who is it that's taken us over the line um, it's Brown and, and Wesley again and a bit of Cook and a bit of Cook I thought Alison as well, getting, you know, that partnership towards the end was vital. Uh, getting a 69 high score in first class cricket. And so saying yeah. a bit, bit con- not very controversial, but a bit more outrageous, is that I think with the conditions uh, we're seeing at the moment across the country, I think 260 is like a 400. In terms of like a very, very good score. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean it's, no, it's no Leicestershire score, is it? Because they were like in the 600s or something crazy like that. But, you know, you are right. Did you not see that? I'm checking it now. It was <laughs> have a look at Leicestershire. That was nuts. I think Leicestershire scored 600. It's like, wow. No, no, against them. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to comment. Just have a look. But there you go. No. So Essex. Yeah. No, I'm it, it, good for Alison. But I, I mean, I, I was only, I was only, um, Looking at the top half, um, I wasn't expecting Alison to do quite so well. So, sixty nine not and sixty nine not out as well. I mean, that's that's a good way to round off the season for him, isn't it? Um, but not only that, he then went on and took five with the ball um, in the inning straight after. So it was a real complete all around performance, which is something I don't think a lot of people necessarily expected out of Alison. No, nice little end of season treat for him and for us. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm really well. I mean, so that, you know, playing in, you know, the Colchester, playing for Colchester in the Essex Premier League a couple of years ago, still pretty young, isn't he? Early 20s. 
So. Yeah, he's a young chap. That, that bodes well, to, put, to be fair, for, for next season. So, you know, we always, I mean, we'll talk about this later in terms of uh, who we are, who our, who our best players are and sort of the highlights and things like this. But um, looking ahead to next season, you know, I think we can probably expect good things from him. It's just a shame he's kind of got to the end of the season and then sort of come to life, really. But there you go. That's just me picking holes. Um, but yeah, no, as you say, cheese and a, a really strong all-round performance. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, it was, I think, a reasonably competitive match. Um, but I'm really pleased that we finished on a high. I would have been really disappointed if we'd have lost today. I think I said it best that when we were chatting. And texting amongst ourselves that for a dead rubber, it was good to see both guys go out and actually give it their all. And you know, in the spirit of sportsmanship and fairness, you know, it would have taken something ridiculous to cause a, an effect either at the top or the bottom of the table. But to actually have that pride and not give up after day two or whatever, and really compete from the first ball to the last was quite nice. Yeah, we should have spirit of the team, didn't it? Definitely. And I think that's that's something that's kind of shone through the whole season. Um, they've looked like a, a really solid team and a, there's been, you know, an awful lot of positivity. Um, I think we're, we can all rightly be very, very proud of Essex, regardless of, you know, where we've ended up in, t- in the table. So um, long may it continue. Let's just um, hope we can get wins next season. I'm not sure I'd go that far, Terry. What do you mean? We came fourth by quite a margin. I'm still proud of them. I'm still proud of our boys. I'm still I'm I'm an Essex girl through and through. I will always be behind my boys, and that's all I'm saying on that. Well, it is one of the things I think Chief mentions not last episode, episode before about how. You know, those sort of draws at the end of the season really have cost us, haven't they? And how, you know, not winning all our home games, which you, you sort of expect, not expect, but you... you we do. Definitely we do. possible. Yeah, it just fact that it hasn't happened this season. And then you go off and pull two really great performances out, you know, the, not the, the Lancashire one, but the this performance one against Kent is and Yorkshire as well. Yeah, I'm so much easier frustrated that if we had done that for the last five months, you know, we'd be up there challenging Surrey. Yeah, I mean, you look at the table and we're fourth, 50 points off top. But it's only one win. If you do a really terrible comparison of like wins, lost, draws. I know the the scoring system is much more nuanced than that with the the bonus points. And sorry, have eight wins. We have seven. Sorry, have five draws. We have four. One of those goes the other way. Do we win? We don't because the batting points and the bowling points, the bonuses, we were just so far off. And that's what's really let us down. The draws are sloppy. And with a win or two earlier on in the season, the gap would be closer. But we wouldn't have won because we just didn't get the bonus points. Sloppy. 
Well, the next season we've got to are overseas. We've got to stop. We've got to stop bringing in bowling overseas players. We don't need them. Um, and we need we need batters, don't we? we need and somebody who can sight be be that be there for the entire season, not just you know the first few games, or at least get two in. They can do top and tail it with with the new system coming in. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Hopefully next year we need. I mean, she said it. Be in the season, didn't you? We, we haven't replaced Papara, we haven't replaced Tennis Carter. Um, we need someone in that middle order that can and not rely on bowlers who can bat a bit, like you know, Snater, Allison recently, Harmer. Actually, someone in the middle order you can rely on to regularly get 30, 30, 40 runs in innings. I just can't see it happening though, uh, and that's why I, I, I understand she's your, your frustration. I mean, we're all frustrated, and I wasn't just being pos- overly positive because, um. You know, uh, I think, uh, you know, I've seen different games or I'm viewing it from a different angle or anything. I, I was just being positive because it's the end of the season, the last podcast, more than anything else. And, you know, um, but but we've been we've been saying the same thing. I can't see it happening. I can't see us. I can't see Essex committing to finding and retaining um, a batsman like that because we've been talking about that for, you know, literally years, but for, you know, this a what third fourth season I forget now but I just I just I can't see that happening I think I think we we will probably most likely go into next season with the same kind of squad um and be having the same conversations I mean that's that's the pessimist in me and I don't mean it to be overly negative but I'm I think I'm yeah I'm coming at it from quite a pragmatic realistic perspective um we've been saying the same thing over and over and I think we're going to see the same next season I actually think, so from the start of the season to now, I actually think we've replaced Tendo with Critchley. Mm-hmm. I do think he is a good player. We saw glimpses of it throughout the season where he's performed with the bat, he's performed with the ball. He's got the all-round aspect to him. And I do think he will come good. I, I genuinely think he's a star. He's just got to get the consistency. The thing that I think will cost us is the opening I was going to I don't know, I'm going to throw something out there I think it's really bold but do you see Cushy as an opener? That Uh, is bold Yeah I I do I do, I do I think he's, I mean he's come through the ranks as an opener hasn't he, to my understanding Because I kind of feel like every time we play him, he he bats like a really weird position maybe six maybe three maybe four stick him in at the top because we've seen him do well and get big scores and have longevity i think he could be a very good opener i know you you love to talk about brown and if cook was batting forever and all of this like he'd pick brown as his about to say that (laughs) man to save his life but at the end of the day, next season is probably Chef's last season. So we need an opener. Let's give Cook a run and have those two learn from each other at the top. So, well, I'd very much doubt Cushy's going to teach Cook anything, but I'd certainly expect Cushy to learn from Cook. Um, and just give it a go. And then you're right. Maybe we need a middle-order batsman at six. We yeah. do not need a bowler. 
Well, I think we can we can no, true. I think we can attract a decent. We don't need someone who's like going to set the world alight. You don't need a you know a test match playing better. That's going to you know go and get you. You expect tons from them, I mean, literal tons. But I think given that we great thing with British cricket in the British summer is that it's it's the only professional cricket in Northern Hemisphere. So we should be able to attract a very good um, domestic batter from you know the subcontinent australia new zealand south africa the west the west indies to come play for us for a season and just boost that squad i don't essex i know a very um very frugal club they're not going to break the bus to bank they don't know that they need to look at who performs generally really well in the can championship it's just consistently good players and that's what we need and i do think that's i don't know what a scouting network is like you know i don't know you know it costs a lot of money to have a world scouting network but you think the amount of players that we have go off playing the various T20 competitions, they would hear about, you know, from local players, this person's doing one of the domestic leagues. It's a bit like how we got Tendo in the first place. You know, someone, they were playing over there. Gooch was playing in South Africa. Someone said, this bloke's pretty decent. You know, for them a trial. So. I do think we need someone better than come bring out the Essex Premier League. I think it's great that we bring our domestic, our own, our own players through that, that. That's really great system to come through. But for an overseas player, I think you've got um, more leeway just to import talent. We've only got two spots available. It's a kind of like a blended model, really. Grow your own, but also bolster from outside. On no, a short like basis. Harmer. Well, Harmer's not a short-term basis, is he? <laughs> exactly. If you've got Harmer, someone who's now um, going to be a long-term overseas player, he's you know, great for us. We need someone to fill that second spot. And uh, she says, not a bowler. Yeah, because we definitely don't need one of those. And Harmony Kamer is a world beater. Karma Kamer is a good domestic spinner who's developed his trade over time and now become a very, very good, very, very good uh, spin bowler. When he arrived, he wasn't he wasn't doing what he was doing when he first arrived. No, he's just he's someone, someone, someone at that level, you know, just like like a tender scarter. Sorry if I go quiet every now and again. I'm having to keep an eye on the door because the cat keeps coming in and out and it's just started raining. So I'm anticipating a few meows in a moment. Sorry about that. Um, so, well, we've kind of, we've covered the game from today. Um, we've sort of dissected our position at the end of the season. Um, let's move on to, to pick out some of our our highlights and our top players and reasons why so should we start off with um our standout performance performers our top players so, so if you have a player of the season who's that gonna be and i will invite either of you to launch in with yours go on i mean you go first and then i'll, I'll follow up uh, i've gone for shane snater i think he did really well last year this year has been fantastic he's He's become a you know, very reliable bowler. I mean, in the last you know, the match we just talked about, he opened the bowling, which just shows how highly regarded uh, Wesley and his senior players see him. Um, he's someone you can now, when he comes into bat, you think this guy's got a good chance of getting, a, getting, getting some runs. When he got the ball, he got a very good chance of getting some wickets. Um, so, yeah, I think, and as she's mentioned uh, last, last week, it's very nice to be proved wrong that, you know, three, four years ago, we were talking about, you know, has this guy got a career in cricket? And, you know, he clearly has. So, yeah, he's my player of the season. He's just been outstanding. What a turnaround. 
given where that's we right. start. Owen and I can both eat our humble pie together. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Have a good old dose. All right, then. Okay, so we've started with Shane Snater. Over to you, Cheese. Who are you going to pick? In typical Essex fashion, I'm going to pick another bowler because that's what we're <laughs> best at. Uh, um, as as Snater has gone, I think the only man left to talk about is Sam Cook. You know, a fantastic season, incredible average for the season, um, and a hundred win to top it off. I think his stock has just skyrocketed this season, and a lot of people will be looking at him. Um, I can definitely definitely see franchise cricket in his future. Hopefully not to the detriment of Essex, but he is going to be a name to watch out for going forwards. Yeah, the only one we really worry about really is the IPL, isn't it? That's the, that's the only overlap, I think. Oh, the Caribbean Cricket League, that overlaps. But I, my, the, the money's not quite as big there, is it? Not with the IPL. The IPL is the real big money. The, there, is, mm, there is decent stuff. I think Sam Cook's an Essex man through and through. He's the laws of the club and he, he constantly praises the club and, and the local cricket scene of bringing him through from when he stays at Rittle through to Chelmsford, now through to Essex. And I assume he still lives in the city. Um, yeah, I, so I would, I would be surprised if he suddenly went, I'm going to go play in the CPL at the end of the season. And I can't imagine the club will let him. But yeah, it's tough, isn't it? For if you get the IPL, even if you're just a, a carrying the drinks on in the IPL for, I don't know, Rajasthan Royals, the money you'd be on to turn that down for, your, for a nice top of your pension is it'd be harsh to say you can't go. Yeah. Who's yours, Terry? <laughs> Simon Harmer. <laughs> I've gone down the bowling route as well. That's when we chuckle when you, you said in true Essex style. Uh, yeah, I was like, all right, okay, maybe I should pick someone else. But no, damn it, I'm not picking anyone else. Um, I... For, for all the reasons you said earlier, Aaron and Cheese, about the fact that you know he's in the way he's come in and, and developed, but he for me, he is just so completely reliable with the ball. Um, and you know, today obviously he's he, he you know, economy of 1.68, you know, eight majors. I mean, that that's just our Essex boy there. I know he's not Essex homegrown, but he, he is now a store of the club. Um, and I think he's had consistent performances over the season um, when he's been playing, obviously. Um, and um, yeah, he's also just kind of my favourite. Yeah. So. That ball goal against that, I can't remember his bastard's name, but when he, the guy left it and he went round his bum. Yeah. Bowled him, I was like, that's pretty impressive. I thought Someone... I have misseen things when I saw that. I think. Very impressive. Very impressive. So, yeah, but I think I think it's I think it's that's a nice selection of three players who have um, really shone this season for all and for different reasons. Um, so thank you guys for that. Okay, so we've got our players. Um, highlights in terms of best game or best performance or uh, best moment of the season. I know mine already. Do you want to start? Um, do you want to start cheese on this one? Yeah, so I think this one probably covers off best match in, in my opinion. 
uh, and best performance, and that's Essex against Hampshire way back in June when uh, Harmer took 15 wickets and got eight for 46. It was it was a close game. It was <laughs> evenly poised all the way throughout. I mean, we only won by like 12 runs, but what a performance, what clutch uh, and what grit from everyone. Yeah. Great choice. All right, Owen, your turn. Uh, for me, um, it was the day of the first train strike. Uh, was Middlesex the Essex at Lords? Always a tough place we've normally gone to. You know, we struggled to to get a result there, and then we absolutely stuffed them. Uh, well, you know, convincingly won. Uh, and I think it was the it was the match when Sam Cook really started becoming from good to extremely good. You know, he you know he bowled a couple of maidens, I believe, um, which is unheard of in T Twenty cricket, and then. There was that unbelievable catch from Simon Harmer and the fielding in general. Just, I mean, I, I like watching good fielding. The fielding in general was great. So it was a really thrilling match to go there and think, you know, day out at Lords, always a good thing. And if Essex win, that's great. But to actually watch them go, actually, you know, he really dominated here is amazing. So yeah, that was my 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 game of the season. Another excellent choice. And this is why I said at the start, we've got a lot to be proud of. There is there are some really great moments. Um, so mine. Um, because you, you know, I, I I love a thumping. I love a walkover, um, particularly when that walkover is uh, all over Kent. Uh, so for me, it's the uh, county match um, from the 58th of September, um, where we won by an innings and 260 runs. Um, so, yeah, whilst it was not the most competitive game, um, a comprehensive win and, uh, yeah, performance to be really proud of, I think, so. That's my, that's my favourite moment. So there we go. Oh, I'm getting all emotional here. I can feel the the moments ticking away. We're all, we're all, we're almost done, guys. Um, but I think it's it's worth us uh, whilst we're on the um, theme of celebration, um, looking at celebratory moments. Um, I think it's worth us just having a little chat about. Those who have not done quite so well, um, and also those who have uh, stormed it on the uh, social media. So I'll leave that to um, who wants to talk about Yorkshire, because I think it, I think we, we we can't not mention that. I know it's an Essex podcast, but I was thinking in the shower how like every podcast about a local team branches out into because they don't realise the listenership is very. Um... Very narrow if you just focus on one team. So I thought, oh, glad we don't, we haven't sold out by just talking about general cricket. And they're Terry, you know, talking Yorkshire now. I, it's the end of the season, and I'm the host, and therefore, um, and, and it's seconds. We're not talking loads, are, are we? We, we? We spend hours and hours and hours and hours talking about Essex. This is just a, a few moments. It'd be interesting to see um, what happens to the team next year from Yorkshire because it'd be interesting to see how far down the route we've come from football. You know, like say like. A big football team gets relegated to championship at like Newcastle and um, uh, trying to think Aston Villa in recent years, and the, by and large the players jump ship, uh, and they just they just the lord is out the window. And they go and find the Division Premier League or Division One team. It'd be interesting to see that given you've got a lot of all, lot of major stars in that Yorkshire squad, whether they will stay around or, or jump ship. But I'm hopeful though, it's very broad or broad say with Nottinghamshire. Uh, when they got relegated, uh, Anderson stayed with Lancashire and relegated. So interesting to see who stays around Yorkshire, but now they're um, in Division 2. It's interesting you said that. When we were talking about, uh, you know, let's get a batsman in, 
harsh this thing kid. We could tell them, couldn't we? Yorkshire have gone down. Get Harry Brooks. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of names just like, well, just put the fingers yeah. out. I think because we... Well, I thought it was important to mention it because actually these things do impact on Essex potentially. Yeah, I mean, but I think people, I think people forget Essex that we're a London commuter. We'd like most people in Chelmsford, quite a lot of Chelmsford, commute to London. There's no reason why cricketers can't do the reverse and live in London and have the joys of that and then play the half an hour every day, go and train in Chelmsford. Like, you know, half the Essex team live in Loughton, don't they? So, yeah. as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, I, I, that'd be great. I didn't think of that cheese. Yeah, we need to get that checkbook out. I, th- I think Cheese needs to get himself around the board table. Because I think you, you, you'd hold a lot of sway, I think. You have, you have all the good <laughs> <laughs> Who is this upstart who runs a podcast that thinks he can tell me what to do? <laughs> they don't know who you are, Cheese. They need to know. Oh, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> you should yeah, you bring list of figures through and they're like... What, why has he got such a small number on the table? Yeah. You said again, we have, we have tens of fans. Thank you, thank you very much. Very much. There are <laughs> dozens of us. <laughs> Look at our social media following. I mean, we we are giants of the Twitter sphere. Yeah. I know there's no camera on this, but I am smiling here. It's, but, it's... Until next year, other teams, I am looking forward to the Middlesex coming up. Um, just a selfish reason, I like going to Lords. And I think that'd be, you know, for the three of us after work, it's not a bad thing. Well, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's actually easier for me now that I'm working a bit, well, on the other side of Essex now. So you can, I, can, I can get into London a lot more easily than I, I could last year. So that's good. But there you go. All right. Are we going to mention Twitter or are we going to casually just wrap up? If you want. Were you the one that mentioned it? He got you now, haven't we? Oh, it's weird. <laughs> Just dangling out the <laughs> like, Are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? Someone has now got to talk about it. it. This shows that this is not rehearsed. That's, this is just proved that we don't rehearse this. We could be scripted or that we have team pre-meetings. No, we don't. No, no. We just get online and go, hi. <laughs> I was thinking about that today, actually. Like, if people have listened to this regularly... They can tell that we don't rehearse and they can probably tell if we've eaten dinner before or after the podcast by how positive we are when we talk about it. <laughs> I was listening to old episodes. I listened to the last year's review and it put me in a bad mood because I was like, why are we so happy about fourth and a semi-final appearance in a one-day cup? What was good to celebrate there? Um, and I was like, oh, you're hangry. Better yeah. eat before you do the podcast. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Gordo, talk us through about this Twitter post. Oh no, just saying that in general the admins have been really hilarious. Um, uh, this, this, uh, I, I think always think the guy who does the guy who does Essex is social media. He's, um, I like his dry humour. The fact he he pokes fun at other um, other teams. I assume it's a small community and they all know each other, and so they they don't none of them taking personally. Um, but I just I, I like the fact it's a lot more personal and more. It's getting rid of that stuffy image of cricket. So you went like today, some of the admins having a pop at other admins was just hilarious. And the way, you know, the memes they're pumping out. And it, it was, I'm glad that, I hope no one's got in trouble because they haven't been deleted. I assume they're fine. But I'm glad that whoever, whoever's the boss of the media admins is going at, yeah, you can do this. And this is, this is a good fan engagement because it was, it showed cricket. Today was a thrilling 
thrilling game end of the season you know relegation going to the wire and promotion going to the wire and all that stuff uh, and then the fact that the admins were you know rather than just doing the great stuff of the normal like clipping the highlights and all that stuff which is wonderful way improvement from five years ago but yeah the fact they were just some humor and life into it and it added to excitement i thought it was um, a really fun day to be involved with well, I thought, that, yeah, I'd agree with that. I thought it was brilliant. Um, but also the, the tweets from Essex have been really, really lovely. And they've really captured the spirit of the season, actually, with the, the way they've rounded up. So yeah. um, You say you don't see other sports. You think other sports are worried about, um, especially like football, bigger fan bases worrying about who they are upset but, and they've got bigger sponsors. It seems a cricket because we're in that nice level of like, it's a, it's a fairly well-off professional sport, but not a level where you know, you've got to worry about... Um, you know, being completely corporate 100% of the time. Well, it's a community, isn't it? It yeah. does feel like it kind of, it, it transcends the rivalry in a lot of ways. So, well, I think um, it's been it's been great seeing you guys again, especially twice in one week. Um, and uh, it makes me sad to say goodbye and I won't see you for a while. Um, but uh, if you have been following us throughout the whole season, um, thank you very much for your support, for engaging with us. Um, we'll very much look forward to being back next season with lots more Essex talk. Um, and uh, on that note, it is goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Thank you, goodbye from me.